Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. Well, it's a wet day here in upcountry South Carolina. I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear it in the background while I talk, but uh, there is a rolling thunder going on, and here in the barn recording studio, you may hear the rain on the roof. I'm not really sure, but uh, boy, it's going to be a nice and cozy time here. I'm thankful we've been able to work on the roof and the insulation and such, and uh, I've been checking here. It's been raining since this morning, and I'm looking at about, oh, just a little bit after four in the afternoon, and I don't see any water coming down, so I'm happy for that. And listen, I thank you for all of your encouragement, your support, and yes, your gifts. really helps us out here. I'm trying to winterize the barn before we get into the uh, the fall season and head on into chilly weather, but we've got some time here. It's still June, and everything's going okay, so... Little by little, we're just adding things here and there and taking care of it. And it's a functional recording studio here, uh, here in upcountry South Carolina. My name is Brad Zockel, and I sure do welcome you to be with me here on Questions About Heaven. We've been walking through Revelation, and we're in Revelation chapter 14. But for this time right now, I want to bring you something in Revelation chapter 21, talking about the New Jerusalem, talking about something very, very special here when we talk about our relationship with God the Father. I'm going to share that with you in a little bit. But I just want to remind you, if you'd like to uh, get a hold of one of our books, uh, you can get them through Amazon. Heaven, What is uh, Heaven the Adventure Begins is our second book. What is Heaven All About is book number one. What is Heaven All About? And then book two is Heaven the Adventure Begins. And they're both available on Amazon, and your uh, purchase of those also helps us in the the different ministries that I have. For example, I head across the state and I uh, work over and, uh, well, I won't say work, I minister over across the state. I work my way across the state, you could say that, into different areas. In one area, I head over to Greer, South Carolina, and then the opposite direction, once a month, I'll head to Walhalla and different places like that as I move around the state. And the different communities there are not able to afford for me to come Uh, handle the traveling expenses and things like that. But I love what we do over there. We work in a coffee house over in Walhalla in Greer. It's a Friday night meeting with a group of people that just want to know as much as they can about the scripture uh, concerning uh, heaven and such. And I've been doing that. We took a break over the winter months, but I'm back on there once a month uh, meeting in Greer. And uh, we're just trying to see if we can't help them in any way we can to those maybe that uh, are in smaller congregations or Bible studies and don't have the wherewithal. And so anything that you give helps me as I travel and helps pay the bills here, takes care of the the maintenance of the car and things like that. So I appreciate anything that you do. The encouragement uh, that you send by uh, ways of emails and comments on the different social media is also wonderful. So let's get to what we're talking about here. Stepping aside from Revelation 14, verse by verse, and looking at a very, very important principle here. When we look at Revelation chapter 21, and I have been studying on my own uh, just the, 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 the detail of the different things when we look at the new heaven and the new earth. Revelation chapter 21 gives us a wonderful description of the eternal state of the believer. 
And I'm reading here, uh, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, Revelation 21, verse 1. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Now listen to verse 3. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, with men with women, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. The believers, the promise comes to the believer in verse 3. God's dwelling. Behold, one translation says, the tabernacle of God. That's uh, the, the, the word for uh, the tabernacling is a word that literally means to dwell among. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. So look, when we look in, for example, the King James translation, it says this. There is, God is with men, one, he will dwell, two, with them, three, they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, uh, four. So just one, one verse, we have all of these assured statements saying God is going to be among you, dwelling with you, being there with you. Now the reason I bring this up is, here's John looking in, in Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 and 2. He says, I see the presentation of the new heaven and the new earth. And then within that I see the, the capital city, the holy city, New Jerusalem come down. Okay, so there's the introduction. What's the first thing that's mentioned that will be part of this structure? This is just telling you the estate, the dwelling place. But then what does it say about the dwelling place? The very first thing that is said is, Behold, God is going to dwell with you. He's going to live with you, Christian. He's going to be with you. He is going to be your God. You are going to be his children, his people, his family. I think about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8, where it says, the Christian is assured, when you are absent from this body, you are at home with the Lord. At home, H-O-M-E, you are at home with the Lord. You're on the homestead. You are not going to a factory, a city in the clouds. You are not going to an ethereal existence. You're going home home. You're going to be with family. You're going to be on the homestead. And I think that this is so important to look at the Greek word. Endemeo is the word for home. And what does that mean? That means to be with your people. I love this passage whenever it says this. Uh, Endemeo in the Greek is telling you something very, very important. To be among one's own people. To dwell in one's own country. Or to stay at home. You know, there are times whenever I travel and I'm on the road and I love, absolutely love the congregations and the Bible study people and the uh, fellow believers that I'm with and even a chance to talk with people that are non-believers who want to reason and I just really enjoy that. But boy, just to get back home, that's something else, to sleep in my own bed, to be back there and putter around the kitchen and to be able to have a quiet time, just to be home with family, be back in the neighborhood with friends. I think we're all like that. And when we look at this, 
The very first thing the Lord wants you to know is, here's the number one blessing out of all this. You know, we have people that will say, well, I want to know about, you know, how strong will I be? Or will my pets be there? Or how tall will I be? Or will I have to see people that I didn't like on earth? Or do I recognize others? And all of those things we can look to the scripture and get answers for. But those seem so secondary to people that would ask me, what's it going to be like with God? What, we, we call him Father. What does that mean? How will we, we be with him? It, does he want us with him? You know, maybe he just uh, allows us to be there. And we're going to putter around uh, in ourselves as if it's some sort of a celestial fishbowl and move about and be content and pretty much yawn away eternity. Oh, no, there's so much there that is being taught us in all the adventuring, the feasting, the celebrations, the learning, the guiding, the hiking, the moving, the actions and reactions and the variety of heaven and all of the scenery that we talk about. But number one, the number one thing is you're home with the Father and he's gathering you in with no encumbrances, no no hindrances, no any kind of a speed bump a distraction, anything taking it away. Revelation 22, 3, the curse is gone. We go through the scripture and we see this is a desire. And we see the prophecies about this wonderful truth when we look at this. What God has said from the beginning, we'll go back and I'll just give you a handful of passages here where this is God's desire. Is it to say, oh, I'm going to make you richer, make you stronger, make you taller? I'm going to make you a better singer. No, listen to this. Jeremiah chapter 24, verses 6 and 7. He's talking about his people. Now, this is a millennial promise to the people, and you get the principle here of what he wants to do first and foremost. Jeremiah 24, verses 6 and 7. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people. And I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. What's the number one thing? That they can be rich, walk along a street of gold? Absolutely not. To know me, that I am the Lord. Remember, we, we bring this up so many times. Habakkuk 2.14, the whole new earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Well, you have it also here. Jeremiah 24. Jeremiah 31, moving on over. Many of you might know part of this. And this is also a, a promise that continues from the millennium up into the eternal kingdom. Verses 33 and 34 of Jeremiah 31. I'm going to make a covenant, says the Lord, says Yahweh, and put my law into their minds. This is his family, his people. I'm going to write it in their hearts. I will be their God. They will be my people. Do you hear it again? No more will every man go to his neighbor and have to teach his neighbor about this. They shall all know me from the least to the greatest, says the Lord. What a promise. The law is in their minds and in their hearts. And you don't have to teach people. This whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Leviticus chapter 26, verses 11 and 12. I will make my dwelling place among you. I will walk among you and be your God. And you shall be my people. Jeremiah 7, chapter 23. If you obey my voice, I will be your God and you will be my people. Do you see this? You're starting to get this? And how much he wants to be there with us and for us to be with him. 
Jeremiah, let's move over to chapter 11 and verse 4. Do according to my commands, so shall you be my people, and I will be your God. Jeremiah 32, verse 38, they shall be my people, and I will be their God. You're getting the idea why there's such excitement in Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. When God says, I will sing over you and you coming, we're all going to sing together, verse 14, and then I will, everybody stop, I'm going to sing for you. Well, this is, this is, you know, when we say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is for people to get to know you, Lord. And then in heaven, we will get to know you. We will be there, and our treasures are there, and the greatest treasure of all. First of all, as it says here in the listing, of the wonders of the new heaven and new earth, is we're going to be with the Lord. Behold, God's dwelling is with mankind. He will live with them, the believers. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. What a wonderful promise here that we can see. Hey, I thank you so much for a brief look at this great promise from God. You're able to see it. And I hope you've been able to write down these different references. And if you didn't, just go ahead and rewind and write these down again. It's a great promise of comfort to all of us. I'm reminded in Luke chapter 16, what does Jesus say about the residence in the presence of God? The, that he is in comfort. He is being comforted. Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says to the faithful ones, you're entering into the joy of the Lord. And why? Because God is going to be there embracing us into his family. What a great promise. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel with Questions About Heaven with another wonderful truth that we can learn. Take care, God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.